All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Solar Power Market Series. My name is Kyle Pease, and I'm a sales and design engineer here at Renview. Today, we are going to be hearing from Phil Roth about Lumen and their smart load management tools. Before we dive in, and while we're waiting for more people to get joined, I'd like to give a little background on Renview, as well as some of the products and services we offer. Uh, Renview is a U.S.-based solar equipment distributor. We've been in the industry for over a decade, and we currently have fulfillment facilities in California, New Jersey, and Texas. Myself and the rest of our sales staff all have backgrounds within engineering or solar installation to provide you with the best sales service. A few products to quickly spotlight here, and we'll share links in the chat as we go. Uh, for those interested, we're offering $500 gift card when buying the Solark 15K and a Lumen Smart Panel. We have a range of discounts on the home grid batteries, up to $600 off the 38.4 kilowatt hour stack. With Enphase, we have a bulk sale on IQ7 Plus and IQ8 Plus. Email us at info at remedy.com if you're looking to buy in quantities of 100 or more. For panels, we have a couple unique options at the moment to get the higher wattage uh, without the extra heft of the bifacial panels that have been predominating the market right now. We have Trina 480 monofacials. Also, for those looking for cost-effective solutions, we do have some reconditioned panel options, including the Q-Cells 335s. Also from Q-Cells, we have a unique ESS package on clearance. It's their 7.6 kilowatt hour inverter, as well as ATS and 31 kilowatt hours of batteries, all for about the same cost as you'd pay just for the batteries, uh, 19 kilowatt hours of energy storage for competing brands. Uh, uh, if you're in the area, an area with UL 1741SB coming into an effect, you'd need to get those uh, installed or at least approved on an application, I believe, before uh, the deadline, which in California, I believe is August 29th at the moment. So just heads up on that. Uh, also, here's our commercial price list for large volume options are in our upcoming offerings of solar modules. We'll share in the chat a link to this page. It's a good one to bookmark if you're an installer looking to re-up your inventory or have a large commercial up project upcoming. Uh, we'll update this regularly. You can see up to date with our latest uh, deals for brick orders here. And uh, one last item to go through before we get started here. I'll turn to it real quick. It's our uh, solar design and quote tool. I'm going to jump over to our web page. All right. So uh, on the our homepage, looks like this. Make sure you're logged in here. If you're not, it's real quick to uh, sign up. And essentially, it just gives us our address so we can you gives us your shipping address so that we can generate shipping estimates on your quote. Uh, you can just put in your zip code if you don't want to provide all the info right away. Um, but it does help so that you can see costs and compare options. You need to be logged in uh, to your account to be able to do that in this tool. So the solar design quote tool on the start page looks like this. You can select from a full system or a subset of the system. You can take out solar panels or inverters, for instance, if you already have those. Uh, then when you're on to the panels page, give it a moment here. It takes a minute for our database to sync up on pricing. Uh, but one of the nice features I like about the panels page is that you'll see the price and the dollar per watt. So this gives you a metric to compare uh, the relative cost between panels of different sizes. So that gives you an idea of maybe where you want to go uh, as far as uh, trading trade-offs between say for instance the tailson 400 watt and the long e345 you get a metric right away to look at that then once you selected your panel uh, on the racking page you can choose between slope flat uh, carport and ground mount 
uh, racking options. Under each racking option, there's a variety of sub options depending on the type. And one racking type I want to highlight real quickly is the Blicker carports. We are the sole distributor for uh, Blicker carports at the moment, and their two car option, if you click on the left here, let's see, yeah, you'll get over to that page, you can see more about uh, this two car carport, including uh, some of the technical documents uh, and incentives and rebates that those can apply for. And Sorry, I got lost in my pages here. I think I need to, there we go. Okay, and just for uh, demonstration purposes, I'm gonna leave it on uh, a sloped roof with comp shingles. Let's say, usually see uh, two rows of 10 is a really common configuration. And then you can choose between uh, if you want rails in black or clear, depending on your panel for a more aesthetic look, you can add those in and you can change the rail uh, duty rating. If you have low snow loads, you could drop it down to R10. Gives you a little view of the array, uh, what its dimensions will be. Then on the next page, uh, you can choose between microinverters, optimizers, and string inverters, and lots of sub options below each of those. Uh, for instance, under string inverters with battery backup, Solark is really popular right now for hybrid and off-grid. Solark 15K, choose that, and the 9.6 uh, for starters to get your energy storage stack going uh, is definitely a popular starting point right now. As you go down the page, you also see there's an ESS cabinet that you could add on. That's the a cabinet that goes on top of the home grid battery cabinet. Uh, and then you can add energy, or excuse me, uh, rapid shutdown options like the TS4A0 optimizers or just standard rapid shutdown. Uh, for mounting on residential roofs. And then on the final page, you can add on some spare panels if you wanna have uh, some insurance down the line, say there's a hailstorm and one breaks or a limb falls and breaks one your panels, you'll already have that. Uh, it gets hard to source panels uh, several years down the line as inventory is always updating and changing and technologies uh, updating as well. Uh, cables, connectors, wire clip, labels, uh, EV charger are all options on here. We'll also have a checkbox for the Lumen smart panel. I think it's actually coming up as default right now uh, under the quote there. So you get an idea of uh, that Lumen smart panel. You can look at all the tech docs on that item page right there. And then once you're done with the quote, uh, hit finish, generate a project, couple of disclaimers here. We're just a distributor, so make sure uh, check in with your PE uh, to get it all approved. You can also email us info at remview.com uh, for insight on availability and uh, any uh, design considerations that we might be able to chime in with. Once that's submitted, you get a PDF on email. You'll also be able to go over to your account and look at uh, your quotes to compare different cost options. Really handy tool. Uh, so that's enough about the floor design quote tool. And uh, let me, uh oh, I'm, I'm off of my uh, slideshow here. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So, uh, lost on my pages. Just give me one moment.
Okay, uh, so uh, this webinar is being recorded and uh, we'll send a link after the recording. We also have another webinar coming up with Lumen on the 31st regarding specifically NEM 3.0. Uh, so if you do have questions about that, uh, the next couple of weeks will be a great time to ask those questions. Um, if you do have questions during the webinar, please uh, put them in the Q&A section and we'll get to those uh, at the end of the webinar. Uh, all right, without further ado, uh, here is Phil and the rest of the Lumen team. Hey, Kyle, thanks for the introduction. I'm going to uh, take over the screen sharing if that's all right. Yeah, you bet. All right. All right, and give me a thumbs up if everyone can see my screen. All right, perfect. So uh, before we get uh, too far in, I do want to take a second to introduce my colleagues, uh, Ricky Sklanowski and Kenny Grigger. Uh, we're each going to be taking sections of the presentation today. And um, yeah, we have a lot of content for you. We're super happy you're here. And um, we're just going to jump right in. So um, Ricky, you want to get us started? And then we will start getting into the nitty gritty here in a few slides. Yeah, thanks for, uh, for the intro, Kyle and Phil. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. Um, so um, this training is going to be quite comprehensive. And we'll be discussing considerations for design installation and commissioning primarily, as you can see from the agenda. Um, and, and as a point of order, feel free to write your questions uh, and comments in the Q&A. Uh, we'll try to answer uh, uh, as many as we can at the end uh, of the show, of, of the presentation, um, and perhaps some during, uh, during live during the presentation as well. So next slide, please. All right, so there you can see our founder, Alex Bajanov, and um, some imagery of the Lumen Smart Panel on the left. Alex founded Lumen in 2016, and he did that with a very simple mission in mind, and that was to make ordinary circuits and any service panel smart and responsive. So our core competency is always gonna be in load management. So what we're not, and we're seeing a lot of this, we're not, we are not an inverter manufacturer who has a side product as a load controller, or an ESS company that dabbles in load control. Um, this segment of the market, particularly the software and algorithms piece can get really complex. Um, and one thing that we're gonna guarantee to you is that we're gonna be at the forefront of it and ahead of the curve. So next slide, please. All right, so why we need change. So traditionally grid tied solar and storage has been designed with a separate backup loads panel. Nothing inherently wrong with that. There are gonna be many applications when you're gonna to wanna to attach Lumen to a protected loads panel, like on a retrofit to an existing system. That's totally fine. Uh, but nowadays after joining Lumen, I more often than not recommend whole home backups. And that's easier to do and more cost-effective to do in the main service panel. Um, if you think for a moment, if you can just imagine a traditional backup system with a few loads in the protected loads panel, Say if a customer wants to self-consume, uh, which we're gonna be seeing more uh, more of in places like California uh, with NEM 3.0, but if they wanna self-consume, um, only those few loads in the protected loads panel will have access to the PV and battery generation. While the majority of his loads will still be in the main service consuming utility generated power. Uh, by installing Lumen in the main service panel, there's no need for the customer to spend extra money and labor on separate on a separate load center. In the grid itself, uh, the customer essentially has a limitless supply of power and energy. 
So they can conceivably turn on all their loads at once. But when the grid goes down, the ESS becomes that limiting factor for power and energy. But with Lumen, as we will show you, uh, you'll never have to worry about an inverter tripping due to overload. Lumen will shut down loads such that is always within the continuous power rating of the battery-based inverter. Um, and then finally, uh, this is important, uh, traditional load analyses or what we're more commonly seeing, the practice of installers guessing on the KW and KWH of the loads is not necessary to do at all. And this is in that middle um, section there where we're talking about load analysis, not necessary to do that at all. Uh, Lumen, and that's because Lumen provides real-time load analyses of, of the system and injects in, 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 intelligence into it. Uh, this means that installers and salespeople alike uh, need not guess or, or be super, nor be super precise about right sizing an inverter and battery package for the customer. Instu instead, Lumen will manage the loads intelligently. Next slide. And this is where I'll hand it over to Phil. Sure. So based on sort of the issues that Ricky was just talking about was really the sort of idea for the conception of the Lumen smart panel. What we set out to do was to create a product that would allow homeowners to use all of their appliances, albeit on an as-needed basis and preventing coincidental usage so as to not use too many amps at once. Uh, we wanted something that would measure the energy so that homeowners could make informed and precise decisions. We wanted to make sure that inverter tripping was a thing of the past and that we could extend the battery runway uh, so that we could ride out longer outages. So the Lumen Smart Panel, as we're going to explain throughout the course of this presentation, attempts to solve and is largely successful at solving all of those things. Um, so here, let's move on into the sort of how it all works. So the hardware inside the Lumen Smart Panel, let's, uh, we've got a little exploding image and I'm going to pause it here in the middle. You can see we have uh, two relay boards um, on either side of our central intelligence board. Uh, each relay board has six relays and six sensors. One side is rated up to 60 amp for 60 amp breakers or less. The other side is rated up to 30 amp for 30 amp breakers or less. Um, the sensors that we use are taking 15,000 readings per second, and we are sending that data to cloud with one second granularity. So it does allow your homeowners to watch their energy usage in real time. We are both UL and CSA listed. And if you need to do an outdoor installation, we do have a NEMA 3R rated model. The software, which I've alluded to a little bit already, uh, but it does uh, provide both whole home and circuit level consumption monitoring. You can look at historical views too, so you can track uh, appliance usage increases or you know, if we're lucky enough, decreases over time. Um, and then you can also set load shedding prioritizations so that you're not using too much energy or too much power when the grid status changes. So more on that to come, but that's the basic idea of what's going on inside the Lumen Smart Panel. No, we're just gonna watch this go like a million times. Great, cool. Um, so I, I created this just to give like a really uh, basic idea of what we're doing, because I think it's really easy as an installer to get locked into the idea of isolating the loads that you want to back up separating them from the main service panel and only backing those loads up. And what Lumen attempts to do is to flip that thinking in that instead of isolating those essential loads, what you're trying to do is isolate any loads that might threaten your battery-based inverter. So if you 
installed for whole home on this main service panel that we're looking at, the energy would come in through the service conductors or the power would come in through the service conductors and all of those circuit breakers would be available to be used. What Lumen is doing is quite literally providing, oh, okay, there we go, is providing an off switch for anything that is connected to the Lumen. So everything that's left and ungoverned by Lumen, that's going to be your light loads, your lighting circuits, your smoke detectors, receptacles, phone chargers, yada, 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 right? And so because those are all small draws on your battery system, what we're doing is we're preventing any of those large appliances from sucking your battery dry uh, too quickly or uh, overloading your battery-based inverter. So probably the question that we get most often is why we chose 12 circuits um, as opposed to say, you know, 40 for the standard service panel. Um, and what we're trying to do is really target those heavy loads. So the commonly controlled loads that we're gonna attach Lumen to are your HVAC system, your water heaters, EV chargers, pool pumps, um, dryers can be a good load potentially ranges if it's a electric, obviously gas is not so much of a concern. Um, and by controlling all of those power hungry devices, we're leaving all of these uh, typically essential loads to run off of the battery without interference from these heavier loads. Doesn't mean that you're not gonna have access to these heavier loads, just means that we're gonna govern them and tease it out so that they're not depleting your battery system. Just as an informational note, if, uh, if a heavy power hungry appliance is on a two pole circuit, that is gonna use two of our 12 lines. If it's a 120 volt circuit, that's gonna use one of our 12 lines. So it's not that we're backing up 12 circuit breakers, it's that we're giving you 12 circuit lines to play with and choose what you, what you uh, isolate with the lumen panel. So uh, how to choose is really probably our principal design consideration. And it's not particularly difficult. Uh, we've really talked about it pretty much in full already, but the idea is pick out any large two pole circuit breakers, um, make sure that you've really got all of your energy hogs isolated by the lumen panel, and then ask your homeowner about unique habits. If they're a hobbyist arc welder, that's probably something you wanna know about. What we're really focusing on is first, Appliances that use lots of energy uh, over the course of a duration of time, you know, say a HVAC or a water heater will use lots of lots of power for long durations of time and relatively regularly. We also want to isolate loads that may not come into service that often, but when they do can really threaten your battery based inverter. So specifically, I'd be talking about a dryer at that point where in operation, it can use several thousand watts, which can really you know, threaten your battery-based backup system. Uh, as long as it's under lumen control, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. All right. So uh, right now we're going to go sort of into the internal componentry of the lumen panel and talk about how it's installed. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to our esteemed member of the technical support team, uh, Kenny Grigger. All right. Thanks, Phil. Um, so what's inside the box? So as we've seen before with the exploded uh, video there, we've got our, our sensor boards um, and we have our relays and then we have our intelligence uh, built in. And so we can kind of advance that, but if we wanted to uh, 
show you guys what it actually looks like uh, versus just a, a line diagram, so to speak. So we can uh, go ahead and get in a little bit more into it. Um, and so our other uh, standard components, and I will wanted to mention, we, we do have an indoor and outdoor um, unit available. And so there are some differences, but we I'll just kind of stick with the, uh, the indoor unit as it is now. Um, it is a pre-wired system. So there's no need to uh, really, in most cases, you don't even need to take the lid off of the, the lumen panel. But we do have standard uh, 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 standoff brackets for surface mounting inside the box. Of course, our installation manual, Wi-Fi antenna, and one set of 200 amp CTs for monitoring those things that aren't uh, on the lumen lines themselves. So you can still get uh, all that information off of your whole house backup panel. So um, <clears throat> required tools, won't have to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I really just wanted to point out that, that basically this is not gonna have, require any special tools that most installers are gonna have on their truck um, at the time. Maybe with the exception of the two inch knockout punch because the setups user around, you know, seven, 800 bucks a pop. So, you might have to go back to the warehouse and pick up that particular piece, but everything else is pretty much already in your tool belt. Um, and so um, if we get anything out of this presentation today, which is gonna be somewhat digested to, to meet the time parameters, I want you to understand the pre-installation checklists, um, which is um, fairly easy, but we do have what, I'd like to call our magic wand, our agnostic grid detection circuit. And so that has to land somewhere where we can see there was an actual grid outage. And uh, for you guys familiar with um, uh, like a Tesla Gateway 2, there's a non-backup load section. That's a really great place to put that. If there's a, uh, if you're not doing a whole house backup and you do have an existing uh, protected loads panel, critical load panel, um, you can um, uh, pull out a breaker from the main um, to, uh, and our grid detection uh, circuit is a 120 circuit. So, um, and we can also do multiple lumens at the same location if you needed more than 12 circuits, but each one of those lumens would need to see its own pathway to that grid detection circuit uh, where we would actually see that we lose the grid. So, um, we wanna make sure that uh, we have 2.4 gigahertz available um, on site. Um, and the panel, uh, our Lumen Smart panel uh, needs to be relatively with the pre-wired so we don't have to do any extensions, which you could do extensions, um, you know, about three and a half feet uh, space um, adjacent to the panel. Uh, we do have a, a two inch conduit with the pre-wired with the conduit itself is about 22 inches with about a five foot uh, of lead. So pretty much uh, any, you know, uh, current uh, service panel, you, you won't have to, have to do any extensions. Um, and so at that point, also, it's a good time to do your labeling check to make sure it's nine times out of 10, I'll go to a helm and there's a labeling issue. So you might want to trace those circuits first um, and then uh, plan the conduit run for the grid detection circuit, which is, you know, in my mind is probably like the first thing we want to talk about with design, even before it gets into the installer's um, um, 
truck, as it were. Um, Lumen uses a hardline connection to locate out <coughs> to a location outside of the microgrid that will lose voltage during a power outage. And so plan accordingly. Um, make sure there is space in the breaker schedule for the two-pole lumen power supply, um, uh, which would need to go on the uh, on the protected loads panel or the whole home panel uh, backup. And then of course, reading the manual is always great. Um, so um, we can go to the next slide, Phil, thank you. All right, so mounting options, uh, flush to the wall. Um, the guy on the left here is actually using the pre-wired lip to kind of uh, hold it uh, in place while he gets it level. So that's kind of our classic way to, design, uh, to uh, install these guys um, and uh, pretty quick and, and easy to go. Um, and then over here to the right, we see the standoff brackets being used for uh, surface mounted uh, equipment. So I think you guys kind of get that. Um, so that's typically the way we'll see this. And again, um, uh, this is the pre-wired whip. Um, and again, that's about a 22 inch piece of conduit um, and about five feet of lumen lines. Um, so let's talk about the lumen lines. Our lumen control wires will be labeled breaker, say line one, or load line one. This is done to keep the installation organized as you work. So one of those is going to, to the breaker and the other one is going to go to the load. And now you have looped that circuit uh, through the lumen smart panel. Um, so uh, within the wiring, of course, we want to turn off the circuit breaker, disconnect the loads, connect an LSP wired labeled line number breaker to the breaker, as seen there on the left, and then connect the matching number LSP wire lumen smart panel, we call LSP, wire labeled line number load to the load itself. And then you just sort of rinse and repeat uh, for all of your 12 circuits. And then you will have a uh, circuit map as you go to, um, to label those circuits for um, when you actually do the uh, commissioning of the app. Um, so that circuit table there is also what we call, we're gonna, instead of referring to line one and line two, because we have lumen lines one through 12, we're just gonna to refer to each one of the phases as breaker row phase A and breaker row phase B. <clears throat> and unless you have a crossover breaker, um, it's pretty much your odd <clears throat> and even number breakers, uh, odd being A and even being your B row breakers. Um, and so you would just fill out the, uh, you know, uh, the first uh, set of lines, one and two are the range, and then you will uh, pair those in the app. And then um, it's pretty, and again, too, this is just, you're gonna fill out this uh, uh, sheet here, just so you can kind of keep in mind what's there. Maybe even uh, make a copy of that, give it to your customer for the, with their install manuals. So they can kind of keep, uh, so if, if they wanna add circuits later, and in some cases, a lot of folks will have this set up and then they buy an EV charger, um, but they just don't have it at that particular point. So this is a great way to keep things organized. So um, we can, um, and the Lumen CTs, so, so what we call the main CTs will show up in your app as everything else is what it's called. And it's basically everything else that is not on being controlled by the Lumen lines. And, uh, 
those are mounted there on your uh, feeder breakers uh, or your uh, the feeders of the main uh, backed up panel, unless you're going to be using an auxiliary CT, which can be wrapped around your solar and your PV system. That location would need to now be moved out of the uh, mains uh, feeders to above the uh, MID or transfer switch. Um, so uh, obviously face the, this side toward grid sticker and um, that will do your everything else calculation. So you can monitor everything that's on that panel, so to speak. All right. And of course, we're gonna yeah. talk about the grid detection sorry, circuit again. Sorry about that, Kenny. I, I, I had the slides a little out of order. So sorry about the confusion, guys. You're good to go. Um, and again, so the grid detection circuit, again, is our agnostic magic wand, so to speak. Um, and so this is a just a general line diagram showing it. It just needs to be outside of the protected loads panel area so we can detect an actual um, loss of the grid. And in some cases, uh, if you can't find a non-backed up load section of your uh, transfer switch, um, you can, you know, like on solar, I'm assuming you could probably just put that right there on the AC input or grid input of, of the uh, the solar itself um, to uh, to get the grid detection circuit to work. And worst case scenario, or I guess you know, the scenario in some cases, uh, you can go to the line side tap go off the line side tap with number six to a service rate disconnect and um, come off of that with your 120 circuit and everybody is all happy um, uh, with the local jurisdiction. Um, so just check on that. But uh, for you designers and installers, I this is the main thing that I really want you guys to walk away with knowing that this has to be installed to get the agnostic and full features of the Lumen Smart Panel. Um, and we can go to the next slide. And so um, before we get into the commissioning of the Lumen Smart Panel, I just wanna offer um, our tech support team, we're all installers. Um, so we've been in your shoes before and feel free to call us um, and designers as well. Uh, you can reach us at 888 421-0616, go for extension one. And again, my name is Kenny, um, but we have uh, four of the fellows, four of us all together. So uh, we strive to be the best and the quickest tech support team uh, in the industry. So uh, feel free to test that uh, theory at any time. And uh, I do uh, thank you for your time today. And want to mention that we do offer on every Thursday, a certified Lumen installer class, which is an hour long course just on the installation and the commissioning of the Lumen smart panel. So, um, all right, back to you, Phil. All right, so once you have everything uh, mounted and installed, uh, that takes us into commissioning. There is a barcode on the side of the Lumen panel that you can scan. We'll take you right into the commissioning flow. And uh, we have a demonstration of it, which we'll just kind of talk you through. Now, this is this is just a screen recording from one of our employees. So this is in real time. Uh, we did cut out a little bit just for data entry and time purposes. But first thing we're going to do is just discover the Lumen panel. Uh, you do want to make sure that your uh, mobile device is connected to the same network that the Lumen will be. 
Um, at that point, you put in the Wi-Fi credentials after hitting the Lumen uh, Wi-Fi button and you're good to start connecting. So you can see this was done just a couple of days ago. We just, you know, we just screen recorded it. Um, it. Does take a little bit of, little bit of time to connect, uh, not too terribly long. We'll give it a countdown, three, two, one, and great. Oh, that was, I love that, that was great. Um, so once you're connected, you can go into the commissioning flow by hitting configure smart panel. You put in whatever you wanna name the panel, a material, whatever makes you happy. And then from that point, you are off to the races commissioning your lines. So at that point, it's going to default to saying line one, line two, line three, whichever line physically of the lumen you're commissioning. Um, so you can name that whatever you want. You know, ideally, you would match up with the circuit uh, or appliance that it's controlling. Uh, this category here is going to be a visualization for how it presents on the app. We'll see more of that here in a second. This is going to be whichever breaker or phase or breaker row or phase it's on. Um, and like Kenny mentioned earlier, for a loom, as a lumen convention, the top row is phase A, the bottom row is phase B. And that's always gonna be true for lumen. It doesn't have to be true for your actual surface panel. That's just a lumen convention. And if it's a 240, uh, 240 volt circuit, you can find the other line that it is paired with, and that will allow you to skip that line for commissioning purposes. So you can see here, we've got line two. Okay, so this is a good example. We've got the hot water heater. That's what we named it. This is our new visualization. It happens to be on breaker row phase A, and we can hit next. So we're just going to go through. We're going to kind of wash, rinse, repeat for all 12 lines. This is the main CT and aux CT commissioning that Kenny mentioned earlier. So that's going to give you all of your other consumption data for ungoverned loads. Put in your utility information put in your zip code, your time zone, hit next. And now you're pretty much done with the commissioning. At this point, what you have left is your backup mode settings where you can set the priorities of your backed up loads, or I should say your Lumen controlled loads. Um, we do, we'll talk more about that here in a bit. So I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it. Um, you can also do your battery integrations from this screen as well. So at that point, you can see it's, uh, 20 steps before you get to inviting your end user and you're done. So the commissioning really is pretty quick. I would say, obviously it's not two minutes, but maybe 20 to 30 is pretty standard. Um, probably the busiest part is just making sure that you've got uh, the lines traced right to the, uh, to uh, the appliances. So yeah, that's the commissioning. Uh, super simple. Although like Kenny said, if you have questions, please feel free to call. You will get a real person and we will walk you right through it. So yeah, I uh, mentioned that we would take a look at the software demonstration. So let's go into that. This is our model home that we've, uh, we've kind of built as a little demonstration scenario. And you can see we have three different uh, load behavior tiers. So this is our prioritization table. Essential loads are ones that are never gonna turn off. So these are all connected to the lumen panel, but our refrigerator, lights, and TV, we're gonna keep those on all the time. Our undesired loads are ones that load shed as soon as the grid status changes. So as soon as the power outage occurs, dryer's off, washer's off, EV charger is off. 
And our optional loads, it's more of a dynamic setting where these will turn on and off as capacity is available with your battery-based inverter. So this particular, uh, this particular demonstration scenario, we have a battery-based inverter with 6,800 watts of capacity. So we're gonna hold the total load underneath 6,800 watts. So right now we're using a whole bunch of stuff because everything's on at the same time. Let's simulate an outage. So as soon as that outage occurs, we cut down to sub 6,800 watts because that is our continuous output capacity. As soon as one of our heavy uh, optional loads uh, finishes a cycle, say the AC gets to its thermostat setting, that's gonna open up available capacity for the lower prioritized load. If a higher prioritized load starts using energy again, that's okay, it's gonna turn off the lower prioritized load. As soon as the power outage is over, everything comes back just like it was. We do have uh, several battery integrations. Um, and so what that will add to the functionality of the lumen panel is not only will we be able to monitor the remaining state of charge in the battery, but we'll also be able to make threshold decisions to extend that battery runway. So let's start the outage again. You'll see the behavior is exactly the same, but our battery is starting to deplete. Of course, we can still go through our prioritizations, AC finishes, that turns the water heater on. As an important note, uh, homeowners should know that if they have something in their undesired category, it doesn't mean they can't use it ever. They can actually go into their app during the outage and move things into another category. So let's say our AC gets to temperature, we're not cooking, the water heater is also at temperature, we're actually gonna have enough capacity to get a few, few amps out of that EV charger. So just to get us down to our threshold capacity, let's turn everything back on, use energy as fast as possible to get down to our threshold capacity of 50%. And what we're trying to do here is to really just isolate those essential loads and ungoverned loads, those smaller, lighter loads, when the battery is sub 50%. And that's gonna give you extra runway on your battery, uh, on your battery bank. So uh, of course, as soon as the outage is over, everything is gonna come back on just like normal. And I should also add that, um, as PV charges your battery bank above 50%, then those optional loads will also come back on as capacity dictates. So that's a demonstration of our software. I'm sure there'll be other questions which we'll handle during Q&A. So let's uh, move on. Um, Ricky, do you wanna take over from here? Sorry about that. Took me a little while to unmute. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, we're going to discuss. This is a good segue because now we're going to discuss why energy management is essential. Um, uh, Phil showed it in there, there in the demo um, a little bit. Um, so, um, you know, here's an example of why energy management is, is is essential. So, if a power outage occurs at 3 a.m. and the EV charger is charging at 30 amps continuously, then more than 20 kilowatt hours of battery power will be sent into the car battery by 6 a.m. That's one and a half power walls of capacity um, in just three short hours. So um, in this scenario, Lumen Smart Energy um, Control can prevent your EV from wiping out the capacity in your battery bank, uh, which would otherwise leave the homeowner with a drained battery in the morning. So energy management is also very helpful for whole home backups. Um, 
Energy management can help by shedding the largest energy hogs in the home in a power outage. Uh, this is a, this allows a whole home backup to be done, even with a modestly sized system. Um, and you can build as the customer's budget allows, build onto it as the customer's budget allows. Um, I do want to make clear that smaller systems do still come with some limitations. For example, you know the customer may want a bigger ESS for extended grid outages. Maybe they want to self-consume more load for a longer period of time uh, to cut back on grid usage. Uh, maybe they just want to be super green green and offset as much carbon as possible. So uh, in these examples, a right size system is ideal. Uh, but in the past, you know, having an undersized system was a deal breaker. Uh, now it's not. Um, now you can have, you know, a modestly sized system and perform a whole home backup, essentially have access to all the loads in your home as Phil just showed in the demo. Uh, so next sl slide, please. We're getting very near the end here. Okay, so... Um, the Lumen Smart Panel is eligible for um, Inf Inflation Reduction Act um, credits. Uh, so yeah, you're going to at least get $600 if the Lumen Panel is installed um, without solar and storage. Um, so that, you know, you're, you're, you're guaranteed to get that with the, um, uh, the IRA. Um, and if it's part of a uh, solar and storage system or just storage only, um, you can get uh, 30% off the entire cost of that uh, uh, solar and storage system or just storage only system. Uh, so just know that it is eligible uh, under the IRA. All right. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about something that's a little bit California centric. I know there's a lot of California uh, um, callers or, or registrants here. Um, so Lumen is a very valuable tool in markets where utilities are doing away with traditional net metering, like in California, uh, or in markets where utilities are imposing harsher, more costly rate tariffs on customers, like in Arizona with demand charges. Uh, to show you one example why, um, I wanted the group to see this heat map of the daily export rates. This one is specific to PG&E, uh, but they are similar for the other IOUs as well. Um, investor-owned utilities. Um, so as you can see, uh, the for most of the year, you're getting pennies in return for your exported power. However, there are a couple of, you know, what the industry of, is now dubbing power hours, and you can see them there in green, where it's actually really lucrative to export power, uh, which you can do from your ESS, ESS system now in M3.0. Um, so these hours specifically range from 6 to 8 p.m. in August and September. So a very basic strategy would be to set your Lumen pack panel, uh, smart panel to automatically shut off during these power hours on these on those two months, uh, while simultaneously setting your ESS to discharge to its max rate. So you're essentially dumping kilowatt hours back to the grid uh, and taking advantage of, you know, what's you know almost three dollars per kilowatt hour. Um, now remember, um, as Phil showed you, um, the homeowner always has control. So if it's not entirely practical for the homeowners to just, you know, shed all their load during those power hours, uh, they can manually turn stuff back on. They can manually turn it back on uh, at their own, you know, to whatever they desire. Um, so this is, in essence, one strategy to fighting back against NEM 3.0, um, which we might see replicated in other states. You know, North Carolina is doing something very similar. Um, as well. So I don't think this is only necessarily a California-centric uh, matter. Uh, and now it's probably a good time too to plug 
that we have another training with Ren, Renvu, as we discussed at the outset. Uh, that's going to be on the 31st at the same time at 10 a.m. We'll, we'll talk more about these types of strategies, how to strategize around M3.0, uh, keep solar economical and your business profitable um, in this new landscape. So hope to see you guys on that one and two. Uh, that's my last slide. So I'm going to hand it back over to Phil uh, to round us out here. So Kenny alluded to it earlier, but we do have several uh, certifications that we offer. Uh, they are entirely for your benefit. Uh, we have a certification for your technical sales team. We also have a certification for your install team. We would be happy to give you proper instruction on how to install the Lumen. Uh, it's not a requirement of our commissioning. There's no, there's no block if you don't take it, but we do it for your benefit. So please sign up. We'd love to see you. And uh, we will be providing a copy of this slide deck, which will include all of our contact information. If you have questions, just reach out, call, email, totally fine. We are uh, always happy to take questions. Uh, any of these numbers are going to take you to a real person. Guarantee there's going to be no robot. And if you call our tech support, it's a very, very brief interaction with the robot, and then you get a real person. And uh, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's what we got. So I think we can really open it up for Q&A. Yeah, we got a bunch of questions. Um, let's start taking them one by one here. Uh, I can start by reading them if that's okay. Um, this one might be good for you too. Uh, why is there not a recessed NEMA 1 configuration? Well, generally, most uh, <clears throat> outdoor units um, are, you know, are going to be a, a surface mount uh, outdoor, you know, main service panel. Um, so, oh, and actually, he was asking for the indoor unit. Um, is this about a recessed indoor unit? Yeah, yeah. yeah I suppose there is a design consideration where we could make that happen. But as it stands now, our power rocker and all of our um, input ports are located on the side panel. And so if we recess LEDs, the LEDs, yeah. Yeah, there'd be no LED indicators, no power rocker. We'd have to just in our, you know, in our build design, we'd have to move those to the front of the panel. It's not uh, the question. We may do that someday, but for right now, we do need access to that side panel. And also, to, I think I'll take the opportunity to mention that in your layout on the uh, right-hand side of the Lumen Smart Panel, you want to be able to give yourself a uh, room between, you know, maybe another inverter or, or you know. Um, Another piece of equipment on the wall that you can actually get to the uh, uh, switches, your US, uh, your uh, Ethernet ports, and Modbus ports. Um, so that's on the right hand side of the Lumen Smart Panel. Awesome. I think we covered that. Um, so our friend here, John Sarter, uh, looks like it was, uh, we uh, he mentioned that we covered this live as well. Uh, but the uh, John asks the grid detection circuit. Does it need to go to the main panel, or can it land in a sub panel? Yeah, it's really just it's going to be any place that loses voltage during a power outage. So I mean, that really any any place, as long as it's got proper uh, OCPD or code compliance, and uh, your AHJ is cool with it. As long as it loses the outage, uh, long as long as it loses voltage when the power outage occurs. It, it's pretty flexible. Yeah. Um, so we have an anonymous question here. Uh, how much could I reduce my storage system design 
kilowatt hours by using smart loads. Uh, maybe I'll start. Yeah, that's a, I think we're both I'll, thinking the same thing, Phil. Like there's no hard and fast rule to that, um, for sure. Um, it's all dependent on the tendencies of the end user. Um, so it's entirely based on that. I think what maybe in a roundabout way sort of answering this, um, and we touched on it during the presentation, is that what you will find is that you don't need to install such a huge system with Lumen. Uh, you know, my in the old days, you know, I come from solar and storage. Um, we would have to install a bunch of redundant equipment such that, you know, just in the event that the, the customer turned on all their loads at once. So, you know, stacking batteries, stacking inverter capacity. You don't have to do that with us. So you you can start off, I would just say uh, to this, uh, you know, anyone who has this question, just start off modestly with what the, uh, the uh, you know, without overextending the customer's budget. Um, ideally, of course, as I mentioned, um, it would be nice to build a bigger system, uh, but you can build on as the budget allows that. So I'll say that. I would concur. And, um, you know, the first, you know, the, the smallest increment of battery banks can then be, you know, um, deployed. And literally, if you have a great sunny day and you've got production, um, you can still run the hot tub during the zombie apocalypse as long as you've got the, uh, the storage to do so. And if you do shut off, if we do shed some of those loads, um, you can always manually override that in the app and turn those loads on just for, you know, five minutes uh, to do, I don't know, a quick spot weld or something like that. So, um, so it makes it kind of nice. I, I do a lot of our um, system activation audits. And typically what I see is that when all of the Lumen controlled lines are either turned off manually or automatically turned off through a grid status change, we can usually pull, and this is obviously different for every house, but just anecdotal average, we can usually pull usage down to a few hundred watts uh, across the home. So how many kilowatt hours can you reduce your storage by? It's, it really is gonna depend on the use case. Do they want it to ride out the apocalypse or just a brownout? It's gonna depend on the customer, but you, you have a lot more flexibility in how you answer that question when you receive it. All right, next question, another anonymous question. Can you use arc fault breakers in a Lumen panel? Yes. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, we're not, yep. <laughs> making, we're not making any changes to the path to neutral. So the, for us, it's effectively the same. All right. Uh, could this system help customers achieve net zero? 100%. Absolutely. Um, I mean, circuit scheduling and circuit automation to line up with solar production is an easy path to net zero. Um, probably the easiest path to net zero is just knowing what your appliances are actually using, uh, which of course Lumen is exceedingly helpful for. Uh, it's, I would say, critical tool in the tool belt if net zero is the goal. Absolutely. I concur. And um, of course, we're always making improvements um, to the hardware and software also. And so I'm going to let the cat out of the bag a little bit and tell you that, you know, we ha are having, you know, we have some new features on the way, uh, like grid limiter. Um, 
that uh, will effectively help that that uh, that scenario for net zero as well. So um, I think it's the best tool, <laughs> in my opinion, for achieving net zero. Uh, typical payback period. Um, you know, this is really highly dependent on um, is highly dependent on what the uh, the net metering uh, rates are like. I mean, it doesn't. You know, similar to storage, if there is no incentive monetarily for the storage system, there's not going to be any monetary incentive necessarily for the energy management system. But you can maximize the payback period of a storage system to cover the energy management system add-on. So this answer is all over the place. Um, I really don't feel comfortable giving any kind of timeline. Uh, it's You have a more usable, more functional storage system. I really probably wouldn't sell it on the ROI, at least not until we have more case study data. Certainly, and you could you could say that um, you could avoid some costs, um, you know, uh, avoiding you know having to to install a critical load panel would be one. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so, and it's also you know expandable at that point too. So yeah, it would be kind of a a case by case, but uh, you know. In literally some cases, it could be, you know, cost avoidance of maybe even a main service panel um, upgrade, not as upgrade avoidance, but just you wouldn't have to. Um, now you can uh, kind of shed the things away. Um, you know, there might be a sub panel down the line, too. That's um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it would be a case by case thing, but I think there's some cost avoidance uh, sort of built in the nature of what Lumen does. Yeah, let me let me do like a little bit of storytelling to shed light on what that is. Like, for example, um, you could schedule using the Lumen panel, you could schedule your 4,500 watt water heating element to turn off at midnight and come back at 7 a.m. every day. And you would you would at that point no longer be cycling your water heater for seven out of 24 hours a day. That's going to present significant savings, but of course your end user is gonna to have to be comfortable with using the Lumen panel in that way. So, you know, the payback period dependent on the creativity of the user. All right. Um, so is this for Resi applications only or does it allow for commercial installations? Um, I mean, I feel like the subtext there is, um, is it for three phase? And the answer is no. Um, it's uh, it's 122.40 only. If you have a business on split phase, of course, um, you know, there's all sorts of demand rate management that you can use the Lumen for. And that would probably have an exceedingly quick return on investment just <laughs> to return to the last question. But um, standard usage is, is for residential. I'm not sure I understand the question. How is this configured for battery integration? Oh, sure. Yeah, um, it's a, it's an API integration. So um, for right now, we are integrated with both Enphase and SolarEdge. Uh, both of them, you pull an API key from the monitoring app of the of the OEM, and you just punch that punch that into Lumen, and they're automatically connected. So it's super simple. Uh, the last one I did is an Enphase integration. It took two minutes. It's really, really quick. All right. And that was Edison's. More, yeah, and, and, more, and more batteries uh, to integrate with in the future as well. Um, with some mod. Yeah. 
yeah so that's definitely coming yeah so uh, that was edison's question he also asks um if the internet service provider is not available this is a good one great great question can it be used can uh can it be connected to the lan why don't you take that can uh kenny or phil yeah so um certainly um it can even kind of um uh, let's say you're uh in a a lightning strike your your modem was literally like taken out you can actually uh communicate with the lumen smart panel with its own network that it broadcasts on a very like kind of last ditch effort you can still go in and control that um much like you would connect to a wireless printer you just connect to that internet and you can do what you need to do to shuffle some things around but yes if you lose uh um, internet, you know, throughout your neighborhood, you can still connect to it locally um, while you're there. Um, of course, you know, if you're all offline on the cloud and you're vacationing in Hawaii, you wouldn't be able to uh, toggle those circuits until the cloud came back on. But uh, yes, if you're there on site, yes, you can connect locally. And the last uh, input settings are stored locally to the Lumen panel. So if you have the Lumen panel commissioned, um for backup it's going to go through its last known settings regardless of internet but you can change those settings if you're local the last thing i'll add on that it's a big advantage for lumen over some of our competitors in the space that we can do that uh, i don't believe we have any competitors that do that um so big advantage um i want to go back to edison he uh he also followed up with uh can we integrate with sonin um, and I'll, so we can, I want to be clear that we can integrate with, um, it's actually a great question. We can actually integrate with any ESS out there. Um, so we're not married to one or another. However, um, and I think Phil um, will speak to this a little bit, but we, for the man, energy management mode, um, where we're going down to that, you know, as Phil showed down to 50% state of charge and then cutting out the load, that particular feature only currently works um, with Solar Edge and Enphase and Renvu, I know sells both of those. Um, but we, as Kenny alluded to, we're going to be adding more um, in, in short order here. Yeah, and we we have a great relationship with the people at Sonin. Um, you know where they appear on our list of integrations. I, you know, definitely not something we can talk about at this time. But um, all all the OEMs are on our table for sure. Right. Smart power mode where we can stay below the continuous power rating of the inverter that works with Sonin that works with any other ESS out there. Absolutely. It's just the energy piece uh, where we're the state of charge threshold piece uh, doesn't currently work with Sonin. I'm, I'm going to assume that we answered uh, Stephen Bedford's question already, but it is it's an API connection um, that we get the SOC directly from the battery OEM. All right. Can you modify the 50% battery trigger for optional loads to a lower SOC? <laughs> at this point, it, at this point it's set, but uh, I believe with our next uh, launch of, uh, uh, of software that it's going to be something we're talking about making that adjustable. Um, oh, 100%. Um, but you could always too, um, it's kind of a, almost a, a good, notification that you're you're there but and again too you can always manually override that and turn that circuit back on into the app so 
you could still use it, uh, you know, uh, further down the line and just uh, uh, manually toggle, toggle it back on. Because, you know, obviously you can discharge, you know, life bows to 80%, if not more, you know, uh, depending on the manufacturer's recommendations. But um, so at this point, it is set at 50% uh, SOC, but uh, in the future, we will be making that adjustable. Yeah, and that's uh, that's right now our energy management or you know threshold with a battery state of charge. Um, that's very much V one for us. Um, we'll be releasing V two later this summer. That slider will be available. Yes. So right now, fifty percent is the only trigger, but that will be highly dynamic. Uh, you know, within the within the near future. All right, how will Lumen interact with bi-directional bi charger systems? Ooh, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I mean, ultimately all of Lumen exists between the circuit breaker and the appliance or the load. Um, so Lumen can continue to do its work uh, and its management sort of regardless of any of the generation or in this case discharge um, around it. That being said, um, you know, it would, I think probably our best interaction or integration with the bi-directional charger system would be not particularly different than our integration with a battery system, which is to say we would do threshold shedding based on how much, um, how much is left in, in, in the, the electric vehicle connected to the bi-directional charger. That's, okay, that's very much down the, down the road though. We don't, we don't have integration with any bi-directional chargers yet. All right, Joshua Strick, Stricken asks here, you have any or planning on having any integration with systems like SolArc for grid detection battery status? Um, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, for grid detection, we can do that already. Um, yeah. There is, there is no- Not for grid detection, yeah. Right, yeah. There's, a, there's no proprietary aspect to detecting whether or not the utility is providing voltage. Um, uh, for battery status, definitely. Uh, SolArc is on our list. Uh, you know, don't want to tip the hand too much, but we, we like Solark just like you guys do. So, um, yeah, definitely something that's uh, on the table. Yeah, we like Solark a lot. Um, flexibility on grid, off grid, DC coupled, AC coupled. Um, they're high on our list. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yep. they're definitely high on the list. Yeah. Um, we probably have several hundred, uh, uh, Lumen modules paired with uh, Solarx at these at this point, so um, yes, definitely on the desk. All right, we're a little over time. Thanks for bearing with us here, just a couple of minutes. But I'm gonna try to get this last question in here from Pedro. Uh, can it transfer loads seamlessly without power interruption, like uh, three phase motor loads? Um, I mean, I don't know the transfer speed of a uh, you know a three phase motor load, but um... We're, we're transferring, um, if you need to turn something off, uh, then we're transferring, the lumen panel is going to turn that off within 100 milliseconds of the grid outage. Um, if, you know, if the appliance is staying on, then it transfers as quickly as the, you know, ATS or MID can transfer. It's just battery direct discharge to load. So lumen's not really, you know, making a difference in that, in that uh, load transfer. But yeah, if you're turning something off, it'll happen within the first 100 milliseconds. Right. Well, I think that does it. Uh, Kyle, should we kick it over to you? 
Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, just to wrap up, uh, this webinar is recorded, so we'll send out a copy of the recording uh, in the next couple of days. I'll look for that, and thank you guys so much. Uh, you can reach us at info at if you have any questions or uh, are looking to place an order.